we get some amazing rainbows in Naples. Double rainbows, the rare triple rainbow, and I even saw the end of the rainbow one time in the Trinity parking lot of all places. Rainbows are beautiful, magical. People almost always turn to see when they hear someone say, look, a rainbow. They're a happy sign that a storm is over. But that's the catch. Rainbows don't happen without a storm. The occupants of Noah's Ark had certainly come through a storm, 40 days worth, to be precise. They had come through a storm sent by God that had wiped out life on the earth. That rainbow that they witnessed, it was more than just an optics trick with water and light. It was a sign from God. This is the sign of the covenant that I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all future generations. I have set my bow in the clouds and it will be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth and the bow is seen in the clouds, I will remember my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of flesh. And this sign, this covenant, with it God is doing something new. He's doing something very ungodlike. He isn't telling anyone what to do or asking questions as he did earlier in Genesis. He isn't giving orders or imparting wisdom or giving a rather dire weather report. Instead, God, the creator, is making a promise, a covenant, an agreement with the very things that he created. He's giving up some of his divine power and instead of being a destroyer of all of humankind, he becomes our protector. He's invested in us. This all-knowing, all-powerful God enters into a relationship with humanity, knowing all too well that we are bound to disappoint, disobey, and disregard him over and over again. But he makes this covenant and places his bow in the sky as a sign. And he makes more agreements with Abraham, Moses, David, and finally he makes what we know as the new covenant. And that new covenant, which we enter into at baptism, that comes with Christ's promise to bring humanity into the kingdom of God and share the fullness of life with us. But that new covenant, it comes at a price. Sorry. Just as almost all of humanity died before God made that covenant with Noah, so must Jesus die in order that we might be saved. We hear that covenant every week in the prayers at communion, this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. This new covenant, what exactly does it mean? I think the answer to that is explained, at least in part, by looking at Jesus' baptism. Now, Jesus didn't need to be cleansed from sin, but he set an example for us to follow. And that's important. But what happens after his baptism, where the sky opens up and he hears that voice from heaven, God's voice, his Father's voice, telling him, with you I am well pleased, that is equally important because it is through our baptism that we, too, become children of God. And when Jesus is driven out into the wilderness, God sends angels to go with him, 
God is with him as he resists temptation. For those 40 days and 40 nights, God is there. During those difficult and trying times, God is there. Just as God was with Noah, just as God is with us. Now, it doesn't mean we won't face challenges and temptations. Lent has only just started. I'm already craving chocolate and social media. (laughs) But God is there even when we face our smaller challenges and during our darkest days, during our times, when we feel as though we are out alone in the wilderness, God is there. We might not see him. We might not hear him. And because we are human, we might have doubts. But through Jesus' example, through Noah's example, we can know that he is there, have faith that he is there, and that he loves us in spite of ourselves. Maintaining that, that faith when we are at our lowest, it can be a big task. It can seem impossible. But that takes me back to that rainbow and the ark. Those people on the ark, Noah and his family, they were saved. They went through the water and came out on the other side. Our reading from 1 Peter talks about this today, where he writes, Noah, during the building of the ark, in which a few, that is, eight persons, were saved through water, and baptism, which this prefigured, now saves you. The ark was their refuge during those 40 days. It kept them safe and dry. In our faith journeys, the church is that ark. Trinity's architecture is not the best example, but I hope that all of us have been in churches where, if you look up, the ceiling resembles the bottom of a ship. In fact, that is where the term nave comes from, that main body of the church where you are sitting, unless you're in the transepts or the choir, sorry. It is the nave, coming from the Latin word navis, which means ship. And Father Edward pointed out that Trinity is shaped like a flat bottom boat because we're in Florida. So <laughs> we're still in a ship. It's all good. Certainly, Trinity by the Cove has been that ark, that place of safety and support and love for me these past seven years. From my first day as a chalice bearer, when I spilled wine on an unsuspecting parishioner right over there. <laughs> Virginia Gleason remembers this. Um, Till the moment, hang on, till today, as I preach my last sermon to you, there's not been a single moment that I haven't felt embraced and encouraged by this parish. This church sent me off to seminary and welcomed me back as a deacon and a priest. Words cannot convey the gratitude that I have for all that you have done for me. But now I'm called to a new place with new people. And though I am sad to leave Trinity, I know that there is another ark there, another nave, waiting to buoy me up when the storms come. The church, it is our ship. It carries us along in safety as we gather for worship, for community, for support. The church, both the universal church and our own little part of it, is what helps us weather the storms that life brings, sheltering us so that we can grow and maintain our faith and witness those rainbows when the weather clears. The church empowers us to go out into the world and spread the word of God. The church is there to help us learn how to participate fully in that new covenant. 
We're experiencing some weather here in Naples this weekend, providing us a perfect time to reflect on all that we have heard in our lessons today, to reflect on how we can live into our baptismal covenants more fully. If we are lucky, when the storm clears, we will be blessed with the sight of God's bow in the sky. 